0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Ducky and I are super excited for this one because we have an amazing special guest on. We're huge fans of this incredible woman and everything she does. Her name is Michelle B. Many of you probably already know her because when we posted that she was coming on the pod, we had so many uh, responses of people saying, oh my God, I love Michelle B. Um, So we're really, really excited to share this episode with you guys. So if you don't know Michelle, she is an Instagrammer and a YouTuber and she creates incredible content that focuses on self-compassionate productivity and behavior change. And Ducky and I just think that in this world full of hustle culture mentality and hyper productivity, she is such a breath of fresh air. We were really, really excited to have her on. We personally got so much from this episode. We found that so many of her tips were relatable to our own lives. And we think you guys are all going to feel the exact same after listening to this episode. If you do want to follow Michelle on her Instagram and YouTube, we highly recommend. So we will obviously leave all her links below. And other than that, just enjoy the episode. Let us know what you think. Let us know what helped you the most. Because like I said, I think everyone's going to get something a bit different from this but there's definitely something for everyone in this episode
1: so we hope you enjoy so that's one thing that you can do to approach your habits in a different way find a really specific problem that you have that is actually causing you pain and find a way that you can integrate that into your day-to-day habits to fix that problem
0: And welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest the Podcast. My name is Cara R. Reedy. Sitting across from me today is, of course, my co-host and bestie for the resty, Amanda Duck Dog. Hello. Hello. But we've also got Michelle B as a guest, the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Michelle. Hello. Hello, how are we? We are great. Oh, we're good. How are you? Is the question. I'm good.
1: I'm good. I'm well. <laughs>
0: That's amazing so thank you so much for being on the pod as um, our listeners have heard you have an amazing Instagram full of productivity tips and everything of the like just like amazing things to help you kind of be your best version of yourself so we're very excited to talk to you about that today.
2: Literally every time I don't know if I've told you this but every time I'm having like this kind of Uh, rut or whatever, whenever I am like filming YouTube videos, like food videos, I tend to watch YouTube or something at the same time. And when I'm like, I'm in a rut and I need to Uh, change something I literally just watch your videos and I'm like even if it's like not specific to what I'm going through there's something about the calming energy it is calming like
0: gets me (laughs) I know oh that's so 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 kind thank you I appreciate it we'll get into it later but like it's not like the um yeah I feel like looking at your page it's very obvious that a lot of productivity pages come from a place of like shame and like intensity rather than like yeah like calming nature so it's it's really nice to see that anyway as you may
2: know michelle when we begin every episode we share what we have to be honest about that day so i'm gonna get kara to kick it off and what do you have to be honest
0: about today Cara? <laughs> lovely okay so what i have to be honest about actually kind of fits perfectly in with this episode so i okay everyone's gonna be really annoyed at me talking about my sleigh era constantly on this podcast. But I, as you all know I've been feeling really good lately but the other day in my at my job I think it was on, yeah it was yesterday it was Monday or the day before oh my god what day is it I don't even know on Monday i I had a bit of a um I don't know like a tough day where imposter syndrome really took over and I was Like not, I was very hard on myself for not being as productive and great at my job as I wanted myself to be because it's a new job and yeah I I was just like being very very hard on myself for not being hyper productive if that makes sense Mm. so anyway I've been dealing with that and that's been like a very difficult thing to kind of face and so my honesty thing is that I'm going to learn a lot from this episode from you about how I why I did that on Monday to myself and how I'm going to deal with it in the future (laughs) what do you have to be honest about Ducky it's
2: actually funny because my my honesty today is very very similar to that. Okay, well, which is that? This lately- is why we should
0: really like talk to each other about what else yeah. we're gonna say.
2: <laughs> but lately, I've been like really noticing the power of Instagram Reels, and I find it hard as a content creator. I've spoken about this a lot, the idea of like constantly having to keep up with like what's trendy and stuff like that. Uh, But lately I've been like actually kind of excited about making reels and I was like, okay, yes, I was like, okay, I'm going to make this cookie reel. It's going to be really great. And (laughs) I made this double batch of my cookies and it was just like a complete fail. And afterwards I was so down on myself and so annoyed and I was like, oh my God. And I was like, why am I so annoyed? I was thinking to myself, it's because I've wasted like an hour or so doing this Mm. rather than doing something else. But yeah, that's just what I have to be honest about. Sometimes, sometimes work feels really smooth and easy and other days it feels like,
0: ugh, I'm so annoyed. Yeah. I want to quickly say it wasn't a complete fail because I did have one and it was yummy
2: (laughs) they're they're yummy they're just not perfect but you
0: did you definitely I would say maybe you made a triple batch because it was a lot of cookies no it's only
2: a double batch but maybe the original batch is quite big anyway (laughs) I don't know but uh, yeah, anyway, Michelle, what do you have to be honest about today?
1: I had to think about this. I was actually going through your old podcast and being like, oh, like, what kind of things do they talk about? What do they say? <laughs> um, how do you record two or three
0: episodes in a week? And it's like, it's like, I can't be yeah. this honest all the time. <laughs> how many things do I have
1: to be honest about? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking, so this week I have been in a stage where I've been muting and unfollowing all of my little Instagram therapists that I follow I don't know if you guys follow those kind of people yeah yeah so look I love a little self-reflection love a little self-analysis <laughs> like it's like my life sometimes I, I get over it and right now I'm just in a stage where I'm like perhaps we need less of that in our lives you know mm-hmm. a little less thinking yeah. about why I am the way I am and a little less a little more living yeah
0: <laughs> I completely understand that because I do think and I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast I think being self-aware and your yeah, self-analysis is so important in so many ways I think that helps us grow it helps us be bit like the best versions of ourselves it also helps us just you know to be the best versions of ourselves for other people as well as ourselves yeah. but I completely agree with you that there is such a thing as too much self-analysis too much. and it's almost like you can't just like enjoy the like where you are and be content with like who you are mm, if you yeah. continually are like following all these accounts you're like do this do that maybe you've got this problem maybe you've got this problem. yeah so, <laughs>
1: Time I, to know, set I understand what you mean yeah, I follow <laughs> a lot of
0: therapist accounts too so now you make me think like should I
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: look and I'll probably go back to like unmuting and refollowing yeah. but right now I'm just like oh yeah, I just a think break. when you're in your head too much about why you are the way you are and you start getting caught up in that it's like you get so self-focused mm-hmm. and you it's, it's hard to live it's hard to be present
2: yeah for
0: sure that's it's a like, great point.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I feel like Kara's told me a lot about how on TikTok there's a lot of this content. Oh, oh you know, my TikTok God, so girly.
1: much. How but, are you not? let lucky. As a blessing, don't get on there. No, that's no. exactly I, what I, I say to her. I,
2: I literally <laughs> am like consciously like I am not getting involved Good. in TikTok because if I do, I will spend yeah. way
1: more
0: time on my phone, which I don't. It's want
1: to a do. hole. It's so hard to get out of. Yeah. But yeah. yeah that's
0: so much and I tell you TikTok. everything everything you need anyway yeah so. <laughs> you, just send, you just send me the stuff I need to yeah. see so that's fine do love that love that fear. wish I had someone to do that for me and yeah. like I didn't have to be on TikTok but anyway <laughs> but yeah there is a lot of like therapy self-analysis like not even like therapists necessarily on TikTok but like people who are like you should be thinking about this so, like you should yeah. do this and
1: this is why you are the way you are yeah. So, yeah and
0: it's like a lot of it I'm sure is a very relevant and very true but it's also one of those things where it's like you also don't know like what qualifications people have, like what... what experiences they have whether they're actually telling something that's like factual anyway it's a whole it's it's a a whole hole hole. it's a whole hole yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) okay should we get into the episode let's
2: do it i'm so excited to to
0: talk about all this we thought we'd start michelle with asking you to give us a bit of an introduction into maybe how your social media presence kind of came to be was what you talk about at the moment on instagram and youtube like self-compassionate productivity was this something you were always passionate about? Or has it kind of accumulated over time as you made this content?
1: Yeah, look, I'd love to say I've always been passionate about self compassionate productivity, <laughs> but it definitely hasn't been the case. So my journey on social media I used to um, I used to be working full time in business improvement and online learning and I was creating YouTube videos on the side and I was creating content about fashion and like lookbooks mm. and thrift tools. Yeah, that's where I started. So like <sighs> DIY content as well this time of yeah. year, like Halloween, I was creating so much DIY Halloween content. Um, and <laughs> I just started making the occasional video about how I was planning my week, how I was organizing my life and people really vibed with it. So I sort of stepped into that, show people how I was getting things done. Um, But I definitely didn't come at it from that self-compassionate place in the beginning. That really came after a few years of realizing like, hey, maybe blanket advice isn't it? And maybe everyone works a little differently and all of our brains are wired a little bit differently. And that's when I sort of slipped into the self-compassionate side of things. Yeah, nice.
0: And how long have you been doing that online for? Like how long would has it been since you kind of switched from that fashion content
1: oh maybe like four years four or five years something like that yeah
0: I feel like it makes sense that that kind of that switch happened for you because productivity and like even organizational kind of content is really popular now but not necessarily four or five years ago so it makes sense that maybe people were like oh like I really want to hear more about um, this thing that you mentioned
1: randomly Definitely. At the time, there really wasn't much of it around, especially I would say for women I think back then Mm. a lot of men I mean I feel like men have always been talking about productivity for a really long time um but women (laughs) at that time there just wasn't much of it I think Lavender she's big in my niche and she's lovely she was probably like the only person that was really there chatting about that kind of stuff so obviously Mm. now very different landscape but at the time it was there was much less available yeah
2: yeah it's super interesting because I do feel like at the moment in like Uh, the social media world as well. We can see a lot of people who really uh, praise like hustle culture and hyper productivity and stuff like that. So it's probably so comforting for people finding your content and realizing that there are other ways to do things that are kinder to yourself and still allow you to have like a good level of productivity and getting things done and, and all that kind of thing, but not in such a harsh way. Um, Like I personally find, I, I think I talked to Cara about this a lot. I get so triggered seeing people on social media posting like on Instagram constantly, everything that they're doing every single day. I'm like, Oh my God, please take a break.
0: Like it's so, I don't know. Well, I think it's because When someone's posting like a million stories a day, everything they're doing, like I get up at this time and I do this and I do this and I do this and then I I have this dinner with my friends and I come home and I go to the gym, like that kind of thing. Yeah. It kind of makes you feel like – oh, what have I done today that's that's like that? Like I haven't done that much stuff today or like I haven't, I'm not that committed to doing this much with my life really. Mm. But like you need to remember that like that much productivity isn't always a good thing, especially every single day.
2: Yeah. So, Michelle, when it comes to self-compassionate productivity, I'm assuming, uh, uh, please correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong, I'm assuming that like it hasn't always been this way for you And I was wondering if there's any way you could explain like sort of the journey um, to get to the space you're in now with self-compassionate productivity and obviously encouraging others to do so.
1: Yeah, it's interesting with that kind of stuff online. I do feel like it's fading slowly, the hustle culture Mm. stuff for sure. It used to be very big and you'd see those, I don't know if you guys used to get those like stock photos and they'd have those weird quotes about like discipline or weakness or whatever. I feel like those are really gone now though, right? Like it's definitely fading, which is great. Yeah, my journey with self-compassionate productivity, honestly, it came from a place of struggle, and I think that's usually where it always comes from, right? Like, I used to really beat myself up about not being able to get things done, and particularly not being able to stick to things. Like, and and I was a big like goal setter. I'd I kick off the year or like my birthday, and I'd be like, okay. I'm going to set 20 goals for myself and this year is going to be the most productive year of my life and it's going to be incredible. <laughs> Let's change our lives, you know, as like a lot of people do. And yeah. then, you know, a few weeks into the new year, obviously, they're like, what's wrong with me? Like, I can't stick to things. Yeah. Um, You know, like, am I broken? Uh, why am I the only person in the world, which obviously is not true, Um, I can't stick to anything. Mm. And I don't know if there was like a pivotal moment that I was like, no, I need to be more self-compassionate, but it was more just like realizing that some people do work differently and that you need to figure out what works particularly well for your brain. And also that productivity isn't really about like, getting everything done changing your life setting 20 goals but it's also about like living life better and enjoying mm. your life as well yeah. um as well as getting things done in a way that works for you
2: yeah sometimes it's like we forget that we're here to like enjoy ourselves
1: as well oh you know what's what up mean? with that yeah. yeah
2: like sometimes even when i have like a day off where i'm like i don't have anything to do i'm like i literally don't know what to do with this like i feel like i should be doing something yeah
0: and then you feel like this pressure internally to be like doing something and it's always about like work wise isn't Mm. it it's not like a oh if I go and like do this thing that I've always wanted to do like go for a hike maybe I'll feel like productive those things don't feel productive (laughs) usually it's always about work it's always about getting something done yeah Yeah.
1: it's so interesting
0: what you said about the new years especially like this year's gonna be the most productive year of my life like I feel like that's a (laughs) trap that Literally, so many people fall into, and I think that that's also something that is uh, like drilled into us because we there are so many things that are that are sold to us around that time of year. It's like gym memberships or like planners and like like different like books to like make your year like the best year it can be. And like mm-hmm. I think when you have a balance, that's totally fine. But it's usually kind of done under the guise of go to the gym like every single day this year or every single day this week and like set yourself up for a good a good year and it's just not sustainable really at the end of the day is it?
1: No, not at all. And there was actually a really good study that was done, particularly on gym membership, I think at the start of the year. And they looked mm-hmm. at the people who would kick off the start of the year being like, I'm going to go to the gym every single day. Um, Versus there were some people that would start going to the gym, but they'd only go once or twice a week. And it was the people who kicked off and just went once or twice a week at the start of the year that actually managed to sustain it. We always kick off yeah. with these like ridiculous goals that are just so difficult for us to keep up and are based on the best versions of ourselves. And of course, we're not going to keep them up because they're not always the best versions of ourselves. But when we kick up in a more sustainable way, like once or twice a week, that is something that we can maintain and it has been shown to be more sustainable. But we just don't seem to lean that way. No.
0: And I guess it's just because, you know, it's very easy to get um, unmotivated if you went to the gym for the first two weeks or three weeks in, you know, a new year, you went to the gym five times a week and then like on the fourth week or like the next month, you're like, I only have time to go twice a week or Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I can't go one week. I don't feel like it. It's really easy to get unmotivated and to be like, what am I doing? Like, I'm so shit. Like, I can't keep this
1: up. I may as well just stop altogether. Yeah, which is such a ridiculous attitude, like expecting yourself to make such a big shift at the start of the year. Like behavior change isn't easy, but we expect so much of ourselves. It's just crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think this leads us really well into our next question, which is, like we've kind of mentioned already, like the, I guess the other side of the coin to what you talk about is this idea of hyper productivity online and the glamorization of hustle culture and social media. And like we just kind of touched on before, we do think that's, I think we're all on the same page. That's kind of fading over time. Mm. And maybe it's being uh, like not replaced, but supplemented by, you know, a more compassionate, productivity and organizational kind of way of thinking in terms of the hustle culture mentality how realistic do you think those attitudes are and like what are your thoughts when you see like a hustle culture post on social media like how do you how do you view
1: it yeah look I honestly think that I have isolated myself so that I don't get those kind of posts on my social media like I start seeing that stuff I'm muting it I don't want to see it I'm not interested it just makes me feel bad it's not how I work So it just isn't helpful for me. Um, Mm. And I often find a lot of those people who are really in the hustle culture-y space, which once again, I don't really see them that much, but they're usually really focused on self discipline, which just isn't my bag. I find they're really they're pushing that self-control, self-discipline. It's usually really meaningless messages that don't actually feel actionable at all. It's, I'm trying to think of like a good good quote, but I, nothing comes to mind. Um, <laughs> but it's been shown even that the more that you think about self-control or the more that you talk about wanting self-control, I think it was the less self-control you tend to have. And that always tends to be the focus of those discipline-focused accounts. And, you know, there probably is like a niche of people. There probably is a niche of people that see those kind of posts and they're like, yes, like this motivates me. This gets me going. I'm going to go to the gym because of this. And like power to those people. Um, (laughs) But I would say that they're few and far between. I just don't, I don't know many people that are motivated by that kind of stuff. I personally am not. So- I guess um, I, I don't have so much of a problem with it. I know it can be harmful to some people, but I think it's just about making sure that you don't see it personally if it doesn't vibe mm. with you and catering your feed so that you're not seeing it. If it's not helpful to you, there probably is a niche of people that see it and they're like, this is what I need. But most yeah. of us aren't those people.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Like, obviously, like humans are so diverse that um, I'm sure there are people who are genuinely positively motivated yeah. by those things. Mm. Look, I don't know any Wouldn't of them be me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I think a lot of the time it's it's a shame motivator, which isn't a very again like not a sustainable way to motivate anyone for any reason, no matter what the topic is, whether it's productivity or something else. The thing that I I was just thinking about, and we have kind of discussed this a little bit with, I guess like a wellness culture and stuff like that, is that I feel like on social media lately, and maybe like let me know your thoughts because it's not in the show notes, so right. <laughs> like we haven't discussed this. <laughs> I kind of feel like hustle culture, yes, it's like it's not as big as it once was, but I almost feel like there are these more insidious ways that people are showing hustle culture or showing hyper productivity and glamorization of that Mm. under the guise of it being like wellness and like calming and stuff like that. Like there's this one TikTok trend again, Ducky, you would know this, but I'll quickly (laughs) explain it to you. I don't know if you've seen this, Michelle, but it's a TikTok trend called my five to nine before my nine to five. Mm. And so...
1: Have you seen this? Um, not so much. I've seen like that girl morning routines is is Yeah, it we've spoken about yeah. that.
0: Yeah. That girl. <laughs> so the five tonight before the nine to five, I, I think maybe it's like not really so much a trend anymore, but for a while I was getting so many videos where basically it mostly white women were like you know showing that they wake up at 5 a.m and what they do between five and nine before they clock on to work oh I
2: thought we were talking about 5 p.m to 9 p.m or people people have started
0: doing that as well but it's but it was yeah it's before usually sometimes they were doing like after my nine to five um but yeah like these people be like i get up at five i go for a run i come home i make a green smoothie i do some yoga mm-hmm. i do some planning i do this i do that and then i log on at nine o'clock and i have a super productive day and like i again like i don't think there's anything wrong with that like in itself mm, but yeah. i'm like i look at that and i'm like where's the rest where's the rest yeah, like, that's it. I, I literally thought to myself i wanted to make a tiktok where like my five to nine before my nine to five was just me sleeping until like eight yeah. <laughs> and then getting up and like having a piece of Toast and a coffee, and like going to work. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> and I feel like yeah. How, do you guys feel like that might be something that's happening as well? Like um.
1: Yeah, I know feel like this... it's more covert.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely feel that. And it's like, and like you said, there's nothing wrong with a good little productive morning. Like we, no. we have those from time to time, but it's the lack of showing the other side of it is exactly. when it probably becomes more of a problem. I try yeah. to on my channel. Show, and and email on my Instagram, I'm not on Instagram stories that much right now, but I would try to be like, hey, I like I woke up late today or like I'm having a shitty morning and show that yeah. side of things because there's two sides of the coin. No one has a productive morning every morning. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, And I think it is one of those things where we forget that you know, we can follow an influencer and they might seem super like uh, compassionate and like productive and like super lovely. And they probably are all those things, but they inadvertently just like show the only productive side of themselves. Mm. And then we can just like, without realizing, think that that's their whole persona and feel shitty about ourselves by comparison. It's very interesting.
1: It is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And there's even that side of it. I I don't know if you're saying, but it's like they don't show the unself compassionate side of things, too. Like then you start beating yourself up about not being compassionate with yourself. And it's just like a bit of a vicious cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: When it comes to uh, creating habits and sticking to habits, I was wondering if you would be able to explain, I guess, some of the main reasons that people struggle to be productive and struggle to uh, stick to habits or goals that they may have?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, One of the things that I find a lot of the time, and it's really easy to do, is that we choose what is most beneficial over what is most enjoyable. Um, Mm. And it's just like, it's an automatic thing. (laughs) Um, You just just absolutely... Blown, Ducky's mind. <laughs> I
2: love she that. She needs to
0: hear this right now. No, Listen, I, let me I, tell you that.
2: I, I need. I need this right now. This is just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday we'll we get- were talking
0: about how if um if there was like sixty hours in a day, Ducky would work all of them. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> so She needs to hear this. Continue. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're directing this, at Ducky. Um, <laughs> um. Yeah. So the i'm always going to go back to a study love a good study there was a study done and um they had a group of people separated them into two and they got them to do healthy behaviors like healthy eating healthy um exercise habits and one of the groups they were like can you pick um habits that are the most beneficial for you so the exercises that are going to be the most beneficial for your body the foods that are going to you know i don't know give you all the nutrients the other group they told them can you pick eating um, healthy eating habits and exercise habits that are most enjoyable to you. And naturally mm-hmm. the group that chose the um, habits that were the most enjoyable to them, much more successful and and we're able to sustain those habits longer term and i think that we all have a tendency to lean towards the former like we all just go okay i'm going to get healthy this year what way am i going to do it by going to the gym even though i am an introvert and i don't like people um and when i go to the gym i find it really overwhelming and i don't really like structured workouts rather than going like what's the most enjoyable way for me to approach this and i think that is just. Firstly, it's a more self-compassionate way to do it because you're taking yourself into account and you're going to enjoy your life a little bit more, but also you're just going to stick to it for longer if you enjoy it. I I think that's the big thing. It's like you stick to it longer if you enjoy it. People are like, no, I need to choose the most beneficial thing because that's the thing that is the most beneficial. But it's like, well, you're not going to stick to it because you don't enjoy it. So rather just go for something that maybe is a little less intense, um, but you actually have a good time doing it or, you know, don't dislike it quite so much.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah do you think do you think a lot of that is us wanting to see immediate results in whatever way so for example, you know if it's about getting healthy quote unquote it's like going to the gym instead of going for a walk every day because the gym will you know make us work out harder and therefore we'll get our results quicker like maybe it's a do you feel like maybe it's a motivator based on like the how fast we'll get results rather than the sustainability of the results
1: it could be based on I've, I've not really thought about it it could definitely be based on how fast you want to see results it could also be based on what you think that you should be doing like I know for a yeah, long time sure. when I would pick things to do I'd be like well that's what other people are doing maybe in their dark girl routines or their five yeah. to nine or whatever yeah. Therefore, that's what I should be doing. And I wouldn't really think outside of that box. It's almost like I didn't even think to go, wait, what would be most enjoyable to me? Mm. Like it just didn't even occur to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, it could also be based on wanting to see results quickly. But once again, it's like, maybe in those first few weeks, you might see some results a little bit quicker. But when you eventually just stop doing it because you despise going to the gym every morning, it's not really going to be helpful to you at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It's a great point. Recently, I've been severely struggling with sticking to goals um, the main thing being like I work from home and I deeply just prioritize work over everything else so any other goal yeah. that I have just like completely it just doesn't happen it's non-existent although yesterday I did finally go for a walk for the first time in like I three love that months.
1: for you. No, it was
0: so funny because like not only did you go for a walk yesterday but it was pouring rain so the day (laughs) that she decided to go for a a walk which I love because like a walk in the rain is iconic but like I just love that the day that you decided to go for a walk finally was when you like left the house and you came back soaked to your core. (laughs) I was literally so
2: I was like dripping wet it was so funny Um, (laughs) but yeah I guess like I'm I'm curious to know if you have any advice for someone like me who uh is struggling to stick to goals and sort of I feel like a lot of people get into this cycle where they'll create a goal, they'll try and work towards it, then it'll fail. And so then they'll be like stagnant for like months on end before they feel like they can, um, I guess, restart and sort of try and achieve that goal again. It kind of feels like this total, it's like a burnout in a way like getting Mm. really excited about something burning out and then it takes so long to recover um so yeah do you have any advice for for sticking to goals in like a a more healthy attainable way
1: yeah so with you I mean it sounds like you're are you a bit like Taipei and like really driven and and work focused is that your personality or
0: I don't know. Okay. I'm going to do a type A. Type. Is it? Is there only two types of personality? Oh, look, there's probably lots of different
1: types of personality. I <laughs> sure that in general. <laughs> You should. <Yeah>. Personality <laughs> tests in general aren't usually like scientifically hyper reliable. No, if you want to. But the big <laughs> five is good um, okay. if you want to do one that's um, backed. Um, so, look, something that I talk about a bit is being more specific over being generic. So I had a tendency in my past to be pretty Generic when it came to setting my goals, and that sort of means that I would lean towards those should do's of like, Oh, yeah, I should go on a walk or I should meditate rather than being like, What problems am I dealing with and how can I solve them via my habits? And I found Mm -hmm. for me, particularly, that's really motivating. So I am a ruminator, so I'll finish a little um, interaction and then I'll sit back and then I'll replay my mind and be like, Oh, god, what did I do wrong? or like, you know, that kind of thing. That's my (laughs) tendency. And I know that that's a problem for me. So when I got clear on, okay, that's my problem and I want to solve it via mindfulness meditation because I know that I can apply mindfulness when I'm ruminating um, and that will really help me to move out of that habit. Um, My motivation to actually keep up with a meditation habit was a lot stronger because the perceived value was a lot higher. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that you can do to approach your habits in a different way. Find a really specific problem that you have that is actually causing you pain and find a way that you can integrate that into your day-to-day habits to fix that problem Mm -hmm. Um, rather than just going for a generic I'm just going to meditate because it'll make me feel good get really specific about what it's going to solve for you but there are lots of other things that you can do as well Um, I talk about upping the perceived value of your habits too so our brain is pretty reward-based it's always looking for like you know what do i get out of this pretty much and when we're not mindful when we're completing our habits and looking for what those rewards are in these habits that we're performing then it's hard to convince ourselves to do it again to do those things again so For example, exercise for a long time. I wasn't very mindful when I would do exercise of like what I was getting out of the exercise while I was doing it. And it's been shown with Mm. exercise that you're more likely to keep on exercising when you feel good doing it. Like you notice yourself Mm -hmm. feeling good whilst you're doing it. When I applied that mindfulness while i was exercising and notice what i was really getting out of that habit which was for me it was reducing irritability was a big thing as well as just putting myself in the present moment which is very important because i'm in my head a lot
0: Mm -hmm. um and
1: noticing really clearly what value i'm getting out of that habit was a great way to almost it's like training your brain to go oh i see the value there and i remember that value therefore i want to do it again I could go on for days. Do you want me to keep on talking? No, or? No, that's,
2: that's, that's great. I feel like that makes so much sense to me. Like when yeah. you put it like that and explain it like that, I'm like everything is coming from a space of like almost like rushing through things and not mm. even thinking about it, just like doing things to have things done rather than being like, how does this actually Make me feel like. How does it serve you? How yeah. How why am things? I? What's I guess like what the why is? Um, yes. So yeah, that that really makes a lot of sense for me. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> and we often
1: tend to apply like it's like a retro. Oh, retrospective? Why? Like we'll go, or even a beforehand why? Like we're like, oh, my why for doing this is because. I want to feel better in my days whereas a better way to approach it is to notice how it makes you feel and be like that's the feeling that I want to create and actually in the moment notice it because your brain doesn't really get like the this is the reward what I'm picking that I might get out of this habit it gets the what's the reward in the moment
0: yeah that's a great point i've never thought about that yeah that's so interesting we recently saw that you posted on instagram about how self-forgiveness is a life-changing skill. And when I saw this, my mind was just like, I need to talk to her about this yeah. <laughs> okay. because yep. I just feel like I've never, ever, ever heard someone talk about that in like the productivity
1: space. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. And I do think that that's so, I hadn't even thought about it before, but I was like, yeah, like it's just, if you don't forgive yourself for, you know, not doing something that you wanted to do, how can you really get better? So um, can you explain a bit more about this idea and how we can learn to practice self-forgiveness and how it benefits us?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that post in particular was about, it was a quote from Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights, and he said, "Um, my mother is a master at self-forgiveness, therefore she's never stressed, which you know, it sounds pretty bad. I think that the situation with them is she was leaking things to the press or something. And then they stopped talking for a while because he was pretty grumpy about it. They're all good now. They're tight. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) self-forgiveness is one of those things that I definitely haven't been good at in my life. And There are a few things that I've been doing mainly this year to help myself with it. The One of the big things that I go towards when it comes to self-forgiveness is actually um, seeing it from an outsider's perspective. You can do this through journaling or you can do it even just in a little meditative sense. I do like to just visualize whatever it is that I've done. And that could just be, you know, having a lazy day or, or whatever. And I, it sounds really weird, but I like to um, put another person in my place because Mm -hmm. we have so little self-compassion for ourselves. When I put another person in my place, like it could be someone you love. It could just be a stranger that you've never met that maybe has similar tendencies, background, history to yourself. Um, And when you do that, it creates such a strong sense of, of compassion that you otherwise wouldn't have because we're so much more compassionate towards other people than we mm. are to ourselves. Um, if that doesn't vibe with you, like that's a bit too, woo, you can also just write yeah. out and use like she, he, they, and write out mm. the scenario and look at it more objectively, like step back and be like, is that really so like, am I a horrible person because of that? <laughs> really? No. Um, another thing that I like to do is I go back to the question of, Why might a good person have acted that way or done that? I don't know if it's quite so relevant in a productivity sense, but if it's like, you know, you snapped at someone or you were a little impatient Mm -hmm. with someone when you were grabbing your coffee or whatever, good people do shitty things all the time. This isn't excusing or condoning, but it is just going like, I think it's humanizing. That's really what it is. It's just recognizing that you are just a human being and maybe you had a stressful morning. Maybe you struggle with specific insecurities that make it, you know, it makes sense that you act in that way. Um, and those two activities are probably my go-tos. When it comes to productivity, particularly, we suck at self-forgiveness. I like wow. to go back to um, how is my brain trying to protect me in that moment? Yes. Um, Because almost always when we get slumpy, when we avoid our responsibility is when we don't reply to an email for a week. It's because our brain is like, oh, that's so stressful. Let's avoid that in any way possible because I don't want you to be stressed. So let's go to our phone and let's um, not try not to think about it. You know, yeah. it is a form of self-protection, even though it seems really bizarre and it almost seems like it doesn't make sense. But when you think back from that perspective, it, you can have a little bit more self-compassion in the moment.
0: Totally. Absolutely. And I, I'm just thinking, like hearing you say that, I've just connected in my mind what I talked about when I was um, what I had to be honest about in this episode which is that I had a really bad day on like not a really bad day but I had a bit of a slump day on Monday and I think in the back of my mind was this post about self-forgiveness from you because at the end of the day I was really tempted I had this hyper productivity kind of mindset where I was like I should just work an extra couple of hours and like really like sit there and stare at this piece of writing that I was doing and make sure it's perfect and get it all done because I feel like I need to do that today and then I was like no I need to forgive myself I need to say it's fine not even like I don't even really have anything to forgive of myself almost but I felt like I did I need to sit back and say I'll do it tomorrow that's fine everyone has these days and I think that was from the post that you did and that was even before you explained it to me so obviously that's (laughs) how powerful how powerful it was (laughs) because the thing is is like I feel like usually most of us would put so much pressure on ourselves to do something and just continue doing it until we get it right no breaks no rest no nothing like because we get so we just hate on ourselves so hard Mm. versus being like okay I'm done for the day Tomorrow is a fresh day, and then yeah. we actually have the space to do that the next day. Yeah, we so. treat
1: ourselves like little robots. It's not yeah, planned. yeah. And I think,
0: that especially what you said about you know putting someone else in your place, like. We've also spoken a lot on the podcast and like Ducky and I even just in private when one of us says something awful about ourselves, (laughs) we say like, would you say that about me if this was me in your position? Because like the truth is we would never, ever, ever say what we say to ourselves to each other. And I do think that can be applied across so many different areas of life, but particularly when we don't feel we're being as productive as we would have liked.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A
0: big issue for a lot of people and by a lot of people, I mean me, is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that it's a struggle to stay motivated when you don't see an instant change or maybe not even instant, but just like a fast change. Yeah. So what is your advice for people who struggle to stick it out and stay motivated when maybe those changes aren't going to happen as fast as they would like them to?
1: Yeah. Um, what I would say is if you, if you struggle with that, one thing that you can do is just try to get more obsessed with the process rather than the end goal um mm-hmm. easier said than done. Um, but once again, I think it's like tapping into that value that you get from the the doing rather than mm. whatever your end result might be. So for example, um I like to I like to read a lot. Eventually I'd like to write a book. I read and I write notes and everything like that. Um but while I'm doing that, I'm getting a lot of value from it through I can like feel my mind buzzing when I read. Like it just feels really good. And even as I'm writing my notes, that's me practicing my writing skills. And there's so much that you're getting just from the process that it doesn't matter so much what the end result is. And you can buy that, apply that to pretty much any goal. Like if you're starting a business, Maybe your end result might be, I don't know, earning 100K in a year or whatever. Um, but like how much are you learning through the process of just sitting yourself down a few times a week and setting up a website? You're learning copywriting skills. You're learning social media skills, etc., etc. So get more attached to the value that you're getting out of the process um, mm. rather than focusing so much on the end goal. I almost like to forget about the end goal, like literally mm. drop it, drop any attachment that you can to that end goal. Um yeah. And focus completely on what you get out of your day-to-day process.
2: That's so true. Like, I yeah. feel like this might sound like a silly thing for me to liken it to, but I liken this to netball so much. Because... You love to liken this yeah. <laughs> Well, because netball, like, <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm like so passionate about it and I really love playing, but I also really love winning. Yeah, and yeah. You do. So a lot of the time I'm like really focused on like are we going to make the grand final? Are we going to make finals in general?
0: Well you're fu- you're that far ahead. Are we are we going to win this game rather yeah. than
2: like actually sitting and like just playing and like enjoying the experience regardless and it's like when I'm so caught up I can tell like when I'm so caught up in like whether I'm gonna win the game or not I don't enjoy myself as much Mm. whereas when I just like surrender to the experience and I have fun with it like and I'm not so like oh my god I need to win in order to be happy in this moment then I just feel so much better overall and it's like there's so much less stress and Yeah. yeah
0: and that's true actually because um I do feel like maybe not in every single scenario but I do feel like in a lot of scenarios without that pressure on the end goal, you perform better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And by perform, obviously, like that could be netball or it could be like if you're writing something, like writing a book, you're writing something yeah. gonna be better if you're not feeling the pressure of like everyone's going to read this and I hope this makes so much money for me and stuff like that or I hope a publisher publishes it. Mm. are we going to write better without that pressure, especially create like creatively. I feel like pressure is one of the worst things for creativity because it's just yeah. – it just stifles it right like you just feel like you can't enjoy the process when it's like creative being creative is so enjoyable
1: Mm. yeah no definitely I think particularly with creativity like any kind of time pressure is Mm -hmm. has been shown to be really really bad but even um when it comes to socializing so I've managed social anxiety um in in well you know now in the past as well um but <laughs> um they talk a lot about that um too in terms of the more in your head you are when you're socializing and thinking about like oh am I doing well like how is this going um the less well you tend to do and I think it's like a very similar you can probably find a lot of little like almost yeah. or similar similarities yeah for
2: sure wow life-changing <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so from here we're going to move into unprofessional opinions, which is where our listeners submit questions for yeah. the episode, or in today's case, our beautiful guest. And we had a lot of people really <laughs> excited that you were coming on the podcast, and got a lot of questions. So many questions. So many questions. I love
1: that. So um,
2: yeah, it's really really exciting. So uh, the first one we have is how do I create a good habit? I often try, but it's like my intentions won't change the habits that I'm trying to set I definitely relate to this question Mm.
1: one good question to ask yourself I mean we've talked a lot about you know making sure that you're picking habits that are enjoyable um, and that align with your values and all the rest but one good question to ask yourself is instead of focusing on how can I drive this behavior, a good question to focus on is why am I resisting this in the first place? So why am I not doing this already? And often you can get better answers from that than trying to be like, okay, how can I motivate myself to do this? So for example, a few months ago I had a back injury and I had to start sort of doing little workouts from home rather than going to the climbing gym, which is what I wanted to do. Um, But in that moment I found myself really resisting. really resisting these little home workouts and being like oh god like I don't want to I don't want to do these dumb workouts um (laughs) but I asked myself like why am I resisting this why am I not doing this already and I was like oh well every time I get my little notification to do my workout I'm like oh it's so much time to dedicate it's such a um like long chunk of time and it feels like almost a waste of time objectively like obviously it's not a waste of time it's very good for me to be doing these workouts but that's how I felt so I chunked it down into like little 15 minute 10 minute workouts rather than doing a full 30 minute and I also realized oh like home workouts for me are pretty boring like they're just not that enjoyable so I paired my home workouts with um a Brandon Sanderson um audible book and made them more enjoyable and now I just don't resist my workouts anywhere near as much so that's a good Mm. question to go back to uh, why am I resisting this rather than being like how can I make myself do this yeah yeah such
2: tea I feel I'm like you're just changing our lives with every answer I'm so glad we're recording this in the morning because I'm gonna have such a good day today, so good. <laughs> I do love that. feel
0: invigorated I will say as a beside the point do you drink coffee like I feel like are you someone who needs like coffee or like any kind of like stimulant to get you going
1: No, I actually don't. I used to drink coffee, but then um, it made me really anxious. So I was like, let's stop. Now I'm a decaf girl. I love the taste of coffee, but I don't do coffee. Yeah. Maybe that's what I should do. Because
0: I do think like I don't realize how much anxiety I get from coffee. Well, you
2: literally say you can't have a coffee like first thing in the morning. You have to time it at like (laughs) morning
0: in the morning so that you you don't get anxious.
1: That's what (laughs) I was like.
0: (laughs) Oh, I I don't like that lesson. I liked the other ones, but I didn't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll get a decaf today yeah, maybe you should. so the next question we got was how can you trust and rely on yourself to stick
1: to goals if you've not done that in the
0: past
1: yeah this is a really good question and I feel like a lot of people struggle with this um especially like in in my audience um and even myself a few years ago it's something that I could relate to when it comes to if you're in a place where you really feel like that's not A sense of self-trust with yourself that you can follow through on promises that you make to yourself really the most important thing that you need to focus on is building that sense of self-trust and building up your ability Mm. to keep those promises like it should be your number one focus really what i would recommend doing is firstly cut down However many goals you're setting, I would say focus on just setting one goal specifically. Um, even though I know that's a really hard recommendation for people to take, people are like, no, I want to set 10. Go down and just set one goal for yourself and cut it down so that it's really, really small would be my biggest recommendation. Make sure it mm-hmm. is something that you enjoy. Maybe it's something that really sparks your curiosity. It should be really something that you don't even feel obligated to do that you're like, oh, like I'm just really interested in that or, um, that's something that I'd really enjoy. And that should be what you focus on Mm -hmm. and build up that those um bits of evidence that you can follow through on promises to yourself before you try to tackle a whole bunch of different goals. Because guaranteed, like you can keep promises to yourself. You can stick to things um, just right now. You need to focus on building up that self-belief. And once you've built up that self-belief, then you can add in another goal, um, add in something that you want to work on, but really just focus on building your self-confidence first through picking the most enjoyable goal that you possibly could, making it very, very small and having only one thing that you focus on.
0: That's a – you know what? The idea of, like, building in, building trust with yourself is so interesting. Mm, I yeah. want to use a really, really basic example, but, like, I've actually noticed recently that if I'm, like, laying in bed, like, on TikTok or on Instagram before I'm, like, you know, want to get into bed and read and go to sleep – I'll be like okay <laughs> this is so silly I'll be like okay it's nine fifty-four. so at 10 I'm going to turn my phone no matter what video I'm watching no matter what series I'm watching on TikTok I'm going to turn it off and we're going to get into bed and then <laughs> this is so embarrassing almost I shouldn't be embarrassed, <laughs> no. it is. and then it'd be like 10 or 2 suddenly and I'll be like okay by ten ten, I'll do it. and like every time I'm like Oh, I just, I'll just, just another five minutes, and like I, I feel like that even that's like a great like example of like. I'm not building that trust in myself to just, when I say I'm going to get off my phone and go to bed and Mm. read and go to sleep, which are both things that I like doing, reading and sleeping. Um, I just don't do it. And like, I feel like, yeah, like that's like a very basic goal that if I just like focused on that, I probably wouldn't feel so like shitty in myself Mm. at night. Mm.
1: But just remember as well, like your phone is literally filling your brain with so much (laughs) dopamine and making your brain feel so good. So like there's many a reason why you are, you know, not following your time. And this is why you're the self-compassionate queen, because
0: you just told me to be compassionate to myself for being on my phone too much. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you can't be too harsh on yourself with that kind of stuff. It's
1: designed to keep us addicted. Exactly.
2: yes, (laughs) Yes, true. Okay, so how do I not become obsessive and how do I set habits in a flexible way?
1: I love this question because it's so out of my realm. I feel like the my my subscribers probably wouldn't usually come to me with this kind of question, um, but I definitely promote flexibility when it comes to approaching your habits. Usually, what I talk about is creating little like um, habit menus, is what I like to talk about, or like habit tiers. And yeah, so um, for example, from in my morning on, on a low energy morning, all I get myself to really do. That would be considered productive is read because it's really passive for me and it's also Mm -hmm. something that I enjoy so it's just like there's not too much to it um and I can do that even if I'm low energy however if I'm having like a normal morning I'll usually read and right now I'm reading and I'm meditating if I'm having like a high energy morning and I'm like yeah like I am on top of the world I'm the best version of myself today then I'll chuck in maybe a journal meditation and reading um and having those options for yourself gives you that ability to be flexible when it comes to your time so you might have time pressure that day like maybe there's a lot on in your day um or you might simply wake up and just be like i'm just not into it like i don't want to do this elaborate morning routine um, and also engagement. Like sometimes you just don't feel like doing these things so you can opt out a little bit mm. as well. And this is not just apply to morning routines. I'm just using that example, but you can do that with any of your habits. Give yourself a little habit menu so that you have that flexibility.
0: Yeah. Love that.
1: A habit
0: menu. What yeah. A little
1: phrase.
0: It is. <laughs> <laughs> I love <Yeah>. that. <laughs> okay. So our last question is one that I feel like, we in this apartment definitely can relate to. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do I come back to a routine after being
1: sick or having my period? It
0: always messes me up.
1: Yeah. I like this question because firstly... There's already a lot of self-awareness and you've already recognized that those are times when you tend to fall off mm-hmm. of your habits and your routine. You're, you're onto it. I don't actually have this in place, but after hearing this question, I feel like it's something that I should put in place. Um, I have what I call bounce back checklists, And usually these are things that I use when I am really just like in a slump and it's just a little checklist of things that I can do. So usually for me, it's like, um, you know, have a drink of water or make myself a meal, et etc. Uh, I reckon that you could apply that bounce back checklist um, to things like, okay, here's my after my period checklist or here's my after sickness Mm. checklist and this is how I get back into it and have it filled with like little simple things that get you back into a routine maybe it's even just looking at a list of your habits or uh, revisiting those routines and deciding um, to kick off on your low energy tier on your habit menu Um, but Mm. giving yourself almost like a automatic don't have to think way of bouncing back after those times when you know that you're going to fall into a slump makes things a lot Mm. easier.
0: I feel so inspired right now. I can't yeah. tell you, <laughs> a bounce back checklist. You're you're throwing through all these ideas, and I'm like, wow, this is so obvious and so not obvious. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Love
1: wow, you're back iconic. Back I literally oh.
0: can't. I can't handle the how iconic you are. Anyway, that was our last <laughs> question, I believe. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you feel like um you want to talk about? or You want to cover before we kind of wrap up?
1: Nothing that comes to mind, but I really appreciate you having me.
2: Oh, oh, we appreciate you so much. Like literally such a dream to have you as a guest. And I think this episode's going to be really, really helpful to a lot of our listeners. Um, a lot of young women who are listening, who I think can really benefit from, uh, you know, self-compassionate productivity that you promote, because I think that there is this idea of, um you know, being hyper productive in society at the moment. And I think that what you're doing is really, really great and really inspiring. So, yeah, thank you for sharing in general, but also for sharing on our podcast. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you,
1: thank you for having me.